Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. You're ready to take this on again? You really had to think about that, didn't you? I did. Um, yeah. I, I mean, if we, it wasn't for the money oh, that we're making on this thing, yeah. I, I just do don't think. I just don't. I don't think any rational person would would tell us to keep doing it. Hey, but I, the money is rolling in. I know Sweet. we have we have really nice listeners, and I, I know you want to get to that. But look, can I tell you something really quick? Yeah. Okay. So I met a listener of the podcast last week. Really? Were they? They're living. <laughs> mm-hmm. Her name is Mary, and she said, "Do you want to know what she told me?" She no. said, "I said, yeah, you know, Pat." She, I go, I go, I've been very sick this month, and Pat's been busy and she goes I know you guys haven't had an episode of our guy now and I know we're gonna get together this weekend and you know because he travels and it's hard sometimes to get together and she said oh, I know so you don't do them when you go to his place in Monroe anymore like you used to I go yeah no we don't do it that way anymore and she goes you know what I miss you want to know what I miss I'm let me see if I can guess okay see if you can guess what she misses she and what misses. she really wishes would come back really Okay, let's see. Uh, the sound of like lawnmowers going outside, or, or tractor noise, or no, because we get that at my house. Okay, that's true. I'm just trying to. It's something of- unique to your house when we used to record in your studio. My wife coming on? Uh-huh. She said that? Uh-huh. Oh, Patty's going to be She delighted. goes, I loved it when Patty would just come in and she'd just come in and she'd be on and talk and isn't she, that nice? I said, I know. She will. She'll be delighted by that because she. She, but she won't believe it either. But um, that's nice. Well, maybe next well, time I come here, I'm like, I'm bring her. I'll just force her to come. Oh no, I didn't want you to do that. In fact, it's better if I, I don't, don't force her I don't to come. I don't want you to do that because if she just strolls into the room, that's one thing. <laughs> then she's not obligated to perform. But yeah. if, if you make her do something. Then that puts pressure on. So she does know that she is always invited here, right? Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. She's picks up on these little clues that I don't get from you, but she says, you know, "I can, I can, I, I can tell. I, I shouldn't come. I shouldn't come." And I, I don't know what she means by that. Maybe you do. I, I don't know. Anyway, so I just wanted to share. Good. That with I'll you. tell but, her that. But yeah, we, uh, we have really nice, nice <laughs> listeners. In what addition. I will tell you, and I'm not making this up, is that whenever anybody mentions the podcast to me, uh, they, they first mention you, and, and it, 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 and it's nice. What do, they mean, say, what do they mention? What do you mean mention? They do they go? Oh, and then Lisa. No, what? they don't say anything about me about my contribution. It's always you. Oh, Lisa's so funny. She's so smart. She's so, and I go, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I try to take it really well for a while, but then pretty soon I can feel the heat going up the back of my neck. Just You just, just need to tell them some really, because you know a lot of really dark, dirty things about me. So yeah, I do. you should just say, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, do. yeah, maybe she's she's all of that, but you know. But here's what you don't know. That's right. Yeah. You give your hand to me then you say hello and I can hardly speak my heart is beating so and anyone can tell you think you know me well but you don't know me no you don't know me 
No, but seriously, they they That's do say that. That's very nice. So don't, you know, I, you this wouldn't this wouldn't even be something I would do uh, if. Well, I've always told you that the radio show would have been quickly forgotten, even more than it already has been. <laughs> Uh, if it hadn't been for the lucky accident of having you come along when you okay. did. I didn't know That's you really before nice. we began, did I? At all. No, I... You were doing traffic. I, I heard you doing that before I knew you. I was your traffic person on uh, King 1090. Yeah. And I was actually the fill-in person. I, I wasn't really hired to... I had just moved here and was hoping I could get a gig because I did traffic in Sacramento, California. My mom passed away. And I moved up here to be closer to my aunt. And I didn't have a job when I came up here. I just kind of... Last week we were talking, last time we did this, we were talking a bit about uh, uh, genius and about uh, the specifically Chuck Berry. But uh, talking about genius and where it comes from and stuff. And, uh, and, and Chuck Berry is a good example. How did he get to be a genius? You look at his family tree, his dad, his mom, nothing extraordinary there. I'm sure they were fine people, and he grew up in a little neighborhood in St. Louis. From, how did we go from when I met you to back to Chuck Berry? Because I want to bring it around to you. Oh. Where did you, do you ever stop and think, how did I get to be so funny and smart? <laughs> I don't think I am those things. But no, but I mean, um, you're an only child, mine... first of all. I would be influenced by my brothers, for example. Yeah, and your my, brothers are my all My dad hilarious. was a character, but... But where did it come from for you, or do you, or can you cite anybody, or you just? Well, where did it come my from? grandmother. I, I was reviewing some um, old videos of her uh, when I first moved up here, and I really didn't appreciate her wit. She was very, she had a very dry, very clever, clever wit about her. So you knew her. her. My grandmother, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at some videos of her in with me in there, too, thinking, why didn't I appreciate that while I was sitting in the room with her? That is freaking funny what she just said. My, my, um, yeah, my, my grandmother was very clever. Grandma's hands clapped in church on Sunday morning. Grandma's hands play the tambourine so well. Grandma's hands. Used to issue out a warning, she'd say. Really, don't you run so fast? Might fall on a piece of glass. Might be snakes there in that grass. Grandma's hands. Yeah. Still are gone. So I probably got it from her. My mother was very had a wonderful sense of humor. Um, Did you make her laugh? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, uh, I I used to do things to her. My mother was fiercely proud of me because I'm an only child. And when I um, <clears throat> lived in Sacramento and had started doing radio and I worked at a bank and I was married and had a house, my mother just thought that just everything's so wonderful. My about job is you. done. So she had started dating. She would tell, she, she was back in the dating pool. She hadn't dated for a long time. And I, I love that my mom was in her, you know, at that age saying I'm going to start dating because mind you I was only in my late 20s your actual dad left the picture yeah I don't know I really don't know anything about my dad because that see that would be something that might explain how you are well, but let me, where your wit came from I don't know that. but let me tell you what I did to her because I got tired of her she said oh yes I'm going out with Jerry tomorrow night and Jerry's very nice guy and I've told him all about you and how proud I am of you and I've told him how you work at a bank and you're studying radio and you have a house and I, I got just tired of my mother bragging about me to these men I didn't know right so she decides to bring one guy Jerry over to my house one time to meet me and my then husband so I thought I'm gonna pull a, tr a trick on her and um, I talked to my husband. My husband had a good sense of humor, too, thankfully. So we decided to just dress up in old, crappy, dirty clothes, blacked out our teeth, um, just gross people. We The house was a mess. We just made it a mess. And... I know my mother, you know, is all she's trying to impress this new yeah. date of hers and walks up to the... So are you trying to sabotage it or you don't know what? I'm just playing a, just a very mean trick on my mother okay. who I knew would think it was hilarious. 
So why would she think it's hilarious if she's trying to impress this guy? That's just how my mom was. Oh, cool. Because I remember she's coming. We're going to meet my daughter. She's so pretty and smart and just you're going to love her. She just she's just so great. And she's the apple of my eye. And you're going to see why is really my, you know, my mother you yeah. know, yeah. and so of course we whip open the door, and there's me and Mark. How you doing, <laughs> Mom? Pa kettle or something? You want some beer? We, had, I mean, we had it was yeah, Mom, Pa kettle. My mother, the guy had just sort of this deer in the headlight look. My mother is doubled over in the bushes, <laughs> saying, "You're gonna make me pee my pants. You're gonna make me pee my pants. You're gonna make me stop joking around for one minute." I'd rather cry right now. Her pants. So she thought it was, I don't think she ever went out with him again, but it was one of the funniest things And she never ever. said, boy, thanks a lot. You really ruined that relationship. Well, don't you think that's good to find out that that guy didn't have any sense of humor? I well, mean, I think he kind of went, ha, 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 I mean. Well, but he didn't know. I mean, well, I he, know. Didn't, he didn't know that you were <laughs> right. doing a shit. But once you, once you uncover and you're like, oh, come on in. We're just kidding. And, you know, we just I just wanted to play a joke on my mom. Then oh, yeah. don't you think that you'd, you know, be like, oh, God, you that, you went to all that trouble just to, to you know, play a joke. I think well, that's actually, great. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, things like that are, are can be uh, useful in, uh, right. in a way that your mom could never probably penetrate with with this guy you set up a situation that you get a chance to see how how does he behave when there's a bit of a something that goes off the rails a little bit from what he expects right and you're right it didn't it wasn't intended to be a test for him of any sort to pass i couldn't care less about him i just just thought this you know my mother brags about me too much and i'm just going to just make her pay I love it. for that and love and it. she was lovely about it and thought it was funny and and that's i love that there are people you do those sort of things too that will get mad at you that that there's will, a hair sticking on your mic it's Let me so gross it. it looked like it's it was like, coming out of your nose but it's actually on your microphone it there it's gone attached it's out. gone it's gone now but you know i i i am a fan of teasing and playing as long as it's not malicious obviously um, but I've I I've seen people recoil a bit when I've, you know, what I think is lovingly tease, um, or uh, not to make fun of to be mean, but just to tease. That's my form of intimacy. Do you like it practical really jokes? Is. It, but but let me make my point: is that if I don't like you, I'm gonna just be. I'm not gonna play with you, or or tease you, or so. Yeah, that was a practical joke I played on my mother. So. Because you brought, I my, do. I like those, but you, not ones that scare me or. Well, yeah. I don't think those. There, there's a whole different. We can talk about practical jokes and the categories and the levels. Yeah. I, well, I don't. I, I myself am not a huge fan of them, uh, but my brother loves them and he does them. He goes to these elaborate lengths on these. I practical. thought you were going to just say he goes to these practical joke conventions. He just probably to pick could up. could teach one. Yeah. yeah. But he's got a he's got a best friend, and they've had this thing going for years. This little game they play where it's called "You're It," and if you touch the guy, then you're then he's it, and it's for at least like ten minutes or whatever, you can't get him back. At least for okay, 10 hold minutes. on just a second. Um, and these so are grown men. I was just going to ask you what the ages of these yeah. men that are playing. You touch. You can't touch me. You yeah. touched me last. Well, can't they began this. when they were younger men, but they've never. You said, "Okay, well, we're growing up now. Let's stop doing that." <laughs> right, because it always was somebody else's turn, and they weren't going to exactly. Oh, you can't end it until God. you, you <laughs> know, you've got the upper hand. So it's basically one of them is going to have to die for the game to be over. Yeah, and they've gone to the lengths where one guy back in the days when you could actually pull this off, one guy was getting on an airplane on a flight somewhere. And he ran up the, the, you know, my brother. Oh, no. Ran up the gang, gang or the jetway or whatever and touched him. Said, you're it. <laughs> ran off the plane. And the guy didn't see him again for a year and a half. So he loved that it. That is the dumbest <laughs> thing. It's very dumb. I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight joker. I sure don't want to hurt no one. 
it's very dumb. But the, see, that's just not me. I wouldn't. I just couldn't get into it that much. But he loves that stuff. Well, and that's I, not really. Him, he's my brother. We grew up in the same household. You think we'd have the same influences? You would think maybe we would have the same point of view, but we, but we're really not a lot alike in that way. And I think the difference is that first of all, we're all born differently. But the difference is, where are you in the pecking order? Yeah, that that influences you. Like for me, uh, for him, it's probably like he's always getting sloppy seconds on adulation or or whatever. And so, because um, I'm the oldest and he's the next, and so maybe he, that was his way of. Of saying, well, yeah, he can do that, but this is my thing. I like practical jokes. You and you are too a practical joker because that stupid thing in the window. What is that stupid thing? That guy with the face with oh. the suction cup on his head. And then I bought yeah. you the expanded version yeah. that taps. It's this little. What's it called? It, uh, the peeper. The peeper. Uh, and you this, think that's hilarious? I don't think it's hilarious. Okay, well, I see you're right. I might have overstated. It. You think you th- you are very amused by the results that you have got, you have managed. You know, it's like <laughs> Rudyard Kipling, uh, the poem, but putting aside childish things and all that. Well, I for the most part have done it. I used to think the Billy Bass was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure there was a day when the first time I ever saw it, you know, I was, look at that singing fish. That's hilarious. God, it's killing me. But it wears off. And I know. You, you grow up. And, and so the peeper, you know, I still have them. But, uh, you know, any like any good thing, people get familiar with it. And then it isn't, you know, you can't use it for tricking people right. anymore. Right. And I don't want to scare people with it. Yeah. Although I inadvertently did. Yeah, I know you have. So you're 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 ripe though for a new sort of. Um... That's the downside of being a practical joker is that you have to be on your guard all the time. Right. Because they're they're going to get people you. want revenge. Yeah. yeah. I think that's one reason I don't get embroiled in it too much. I just I can't take I can't take that kind of I can't be on edge that much. I'm already on edge just because I'm alive. When you. When you meet people and they they know who you are and they know that you Lisa Foster have a tremendous sense of humor and and you you tell jokes and all of that sort of thing do you, you must because this happens to me you encounter people who think that that gives them license to, that you got to hear a joke uh from them yes and and I'm I don't know if you're like this but I'm I can't um, I don't have a gene in me. Maybe it's from my parents or my Catholic school upbringing that lets me tell somebody that stunk. That wasn't funny. I, Even if a guy tells me an inappropriate joke, a sexual joke or something like that, and he's just slapping his knees thinking, isn't that the greatest? I'll, I'll nod or something or change the subject instead of getting on my horse and saying, that is very offensive, and I do not find it funny. I mean, they, the reason they're telling you a joke is because they think, well, you're a joker. You would like oh, my, I see what you're you would saying. Like my you're, joke. you're a good audience because you, you, you somehow will understand their I feel safe telling you this right, joke because right, I know you right. like jokes. Yeah, very and true, very true. You get that a lot? Well, the art, yeah, and the art of joke telling is not for, it, it's not for novices. They're the, you've got to know your audience You've got to have a good delivery. Timing is everything, even when you tell the joke. Um, you never announce that you're going to tell a joke. That's the other thing. Don't ever say, I've got this joke for you. Oh, God, it's funny. It's really it funny. Is so yeah, funny. You don't over- it's going to kill you. you don't, now, oversell- don't set it up. Yeah, yeah don't set, don't it, up set it up for failure. Don't oversell it. Yeah. Um, slide it in there. And, and it's just... I don't know. I... You know, when I a few weeks ago, one of our podcasts, I more than once I've done these these little lines that I'd written for this thing. Oh for yeah, you. and uh, and so I would hear from people who'd say, "Boy, those sure went over like." A, <laughs> like, a, but I'm really honest with like you, like a lead balloon, because I think you're funny. I really do think you're funny well, naturally. What I guess I, I guess what nobody got, or uh, many people didn't get, is that I I intentionally thought that they would go over badly and right. I, I, was, oh. I was seeking that yeah. reaction See, from I, you because I knew they were coming short of being very funny and I, I don't know I dislike stuff like that that, I know. that doesn't 
it doesn't quite do what, it doesn't what land. it's expected to do. I know. But I've always been honest with you with something. I like got a joke for you that <laughs> is so funny. This one will make you laugh really hard. I promise you. Don't you, do that. Are you sitting down? Don't oh, no. do that. It is I just, it, I got to tell it, it's so funny. It is so funny. I was only joking, my dear. Tell me a joke? Yeah. Okay. It's so fun. Wait, first laugh. can I ask you, is it a dirty joke? No. It's a clean joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is so funny. Oh, man. I wish I was you getting to hear this joke for the first time. Okay. Oh, Go man. Ahead. I wish I was you. Okay. So, <laughs> I hope I don't hope I don't laugh all the way through it. There's this guy, uh, and he has had a really bad week mm-hmm. that turned into a really bad month and then a really bad year. And mm-hmm. he just said, I, oh man, I just can't take the rat race and life anymore. I am going to join uh, a monastery. And and he does. Are, are you supposed to at this point say, stop me if you've heard this? I don't think you've heard it. Okay. Uh because that's the other there's thing. a lot of monastery like guy goes to the monastery right. jokes right I, I don't know if you've heard this one okay and, and i have i don't i have and if you have don't let I me have. get too far okay that's the other thing can i ask you that do you tell people i you know what you don't have to i've heard it no i can't do it you can't you I let can't just go yeah i do i do okay keep going well, then, if you cut them off, it's like, isn't it like a punch in the gut? I, like, that's I'm what I'm rejecting. saying. Like, oh, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, maybe, but then you don't want to encourage them. Go, do you have another one? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a different well, one? <laughs> and you could also say, well, maybe they'll tell the joke so much better than I've ever heard it well, before. Well, that's true. No. Okay, so. This one is so fun. Okay. <laughs> so the guy joins a monastery. Right. And, and it has very, very um, punishing, if you will, uh, terms to being a member of this monastic group. And it is simply this. You can't speak. You work your ass off at this place, but you are not to speak except you can say one word once a year. You can say one word only once a year, and then you got to work another year, and then you can have another word. But that's the way it is in this very, very tough monastery. And that's okay with him because, you know what, he's so fed up with life. He's so down and discouraged, he doesn't care. I just want to work, silently pray to myself, and I don't even want to talk. You've told me this joke before. But you know what I'm going to tell you? Wait this, a minute. This is, very, this is a funny joke. I know you still think it's a joke you've heard, but I don't think you've heard this one before. You've told me this joke. Recently? Well, oh, is it something you just heard? Is it a spin on an old joke? It's a spin. Yeah, it's a oh, sort okay. of a spin. Oh, all right. Then yeah. maybe I don't okay. know. Okay. Because I thought the it's, first original it's, one was It's pretty in funny. the same construct as the other monastic. <laughs> can't no, say, but it's... Can't it's, say a word. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know there was a whole, like, Oh, yeah. There's a book written about it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Books that are not to be read aloud, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... <laughs> So he's working, 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 and he, and he not knows, saying a word. His months have gone by. Seven, eight months have gone by, and along the way, he notices. And here's where you'll—I think you'll say, "Oh no, I haven't heard this one." Along the way, he notices this gorgeous woman walking on the pathway right next to the monastery. She she passes by every day. probably going into town then she comes back from town carrying fresh fruit or bread or whatever she's got Maybe in the I market heard this way. and day after day he sees her going by and he, uh, he just thinks my god she's beautiful she is beautiful I, is he I, allowed to think I have to, he can think but he can't articulate oh, right, right, right. so he says to himself but he says it to himself quietly I've got, I, I just, I'm bursting. I, I have to tell her how beautiful she is. I want to say to her, you are beautiful.
but wait a minute, that's three words. I can't, I can't tell her you are beautiful. I know. I found out from the the guy that runs this monastery that I can save my words up. So if I wait three years, I can say you are beautiful to her. Wow. That's what I will do. Wow. So he continues his hard, hard labors. <laughs> oh, this is gonna kill you. It's so good. <laughs> this- Here's what, here's, I know we're, we're not really getting through the joke because I have to keep interjecting. The funniest thing is when it is a good joke teller like you, because you have a, just this marvelous gift of um, really fleshing out the characters and embellishing it. And I yes. know, and I know you don't ever set, tell a, a joke the same way twice. It's it's always, which is why I, I like to sit through your stories that I've heard 8 million is times. Is that why you sit through them? Yeah, because yeah. you do, you you don't, they're not practiced and, uh-huh. and, and, and yeah. I don't mean that in a mean way, but you know <laughs> what I mean? They're, they're always sort of fresh and, and you, here's the other thing is you yes. take such interest and amusement. Keep going. I'm writing this in, down. In telling the stories that it always, always makes me laugh. Okay. So now I'm just, okay. Just continue with the joke. Don't write that. Okay. Where were we? He's well, going to wait three years. He's going to wait three years to, to say to her, You are you beautiful. Are beautiful. Wow. But along the course of that three years, in fact, just as the three years is about the anniversary date is about to happen, he, he, he has other thoughts. And he realizes, oh, my God. I don't, she's not just beautiful. That's not enough to tell her. I, I love her. I have to tell her, I love you. I want to say to her, you are beautiful. I love you. That's three more words. I got to wait six years now. <laughs> I got to wait six years to tell her this. Oh I have to wait. And so he does. Oh, my gosh. He continues working <laughs> arduously. Uh, you know, they don't feed you much at this monastery. He's losing weight. He's he's aching all the time because his back-breaking work out in the garden. He's lifting rocks and all of that. But does he care? No, because he has sees this beautiful creature every day. And she's still walking every day. And every day. And not only is, is she beautiful, but he knows he loves her. And he cannot wait to tell her. But he has to wait because he has to wait six years. So then... He's getting almost to the six-year mark. Yeah. And he he then says, you know, when I came to this monastery, I thought to myself, life is not worth living. I don't care. I just want to work my fingers to the bone and then fall over dead because I don't care about life. I don't care about anything. But looking at that beautiful vision every day, walking to and fro, I realize life is worth living especially if I can live it with her. I have to tell her that I want to marry her. Oh my god. So he says oh no. So he says I oh want to no. tell I want to tell her now we, oh, I you are beautiful. beautiful. I love you. Her. Will you marry oh me? My god. So that's four words. That's four. Okay, now so shoot. Now Six, I've got to wait 10, ten years. I got to wait 10 cow. years to tell, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> it'll be worth it cuz I just know that this is the right thing. So, exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Well, should we just continue the story next week or some other time? Wouldn't it be great to have a cliffhanger? It would, but we can't because we 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 still got another fifty. You, you know can, what I can you? How long can you stretch this joke out? Would be my. I my, love you know I love jokes that go, go on, on forever and on and, and on because you want to add little bits of business mm-hmm. along the way. Uh, quick departure. Do you remember the time on the radio when I came up with this stupid idea? <laughs> Because I had a full recording of uh, the Arthur Miller play, Death of a Salesman. Exactly what is it that you want from me? I want you to know on the train, in the mountains, in the valleys, wherever you go, that you cut down your life to spite. No. No. Spite! Spite is the word of your undoing. And when you're down and out, you remember what did it when you are rotting somewhere beside a railroad track, remember? And my idea was that I would play the entire Death of a Salesman <laughs> on our radio show, but I would only play 11 seconds of it each day. So you had to listen 
each day for the next part. And it went on for about six weeks. And then I find I, I, nobody told me to stop doing it. I just lost interest. I wasn't hearing and from anybody, anybody that says, oh, I love that bit. Right. And so, nobody wrote to you to said, hey, you quit. Yeah. I don't know how it ends. Yeah. So, no, yeah. nobody said, nobody cared. You know, <laughs> if you wanted to, if you didn't know the play already, you'd just say, oh, screw him. I'm going to go just listen or watch it somewhere. Right. I do but I thought it was funny. a funny idea, but yeah. it didn't go anywhere. So Okay, so back to I want to love you, Mary. You're beautiful, and now I want to And I kind of did the math on it, and it was, we, if we had still had our radio show, I still no. don't think I would have yet been done. No, you're with, kidding with, me. With, with the play, because it was only 11 seconds at a, at a time. Wow. So that would have been, what, uh, five, a week you would have gotten not even a minute done. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's funny. I do, too. See? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, maybe it would have taken three years, something like that. Okay, so if you're just joining us, this fellow, this this monastic man. What do you mean man, if you're just joining us? Well, some people might be just in the middle of. You do you know, think people do that? Like they download our podcast and go, "I just don't want to hear all the crap they said in the beginning. I'm just going to go right to the middle." Oh, I always say if you're just joining us. I, I know say it's, that from, radio. it's yeah, from, from radio. It's from radio because people, yeah. you never and we and we had to always remember the reset because. Because you 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 have to reset with the time, with the topic, mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. with the call letters. Because you you knew that people would at any given moment be tuning in. Yeah, we never did our radio show that way. By the way, I never <laughs> wanted to repeat stuff. I know we were supposed to because know. you know, you got new listeners coming in every fifteen I, every, minutes. Every, every re- fifteen minutes, every five minutes, or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, but we and and to our credit, uh, while our ratings were sometimes tepid, we always. There's a part of a rating breakdown that that is called time spent listening, and we would do very well in that particular yeah, area. Would hang. They they didn't listen to us by big numbers, but the people who did listen wouldn't turn wouldn't tune away. So, yeah. all right. So cool. if you're just tuning in, the so guy even if on. I'm doing a public appearance somewhere, yeah. like doing a speech or an auction, I'll say if you're just joining us in the <laughs> middle of things, it's become a habit. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so if you are just joining us, and uh, let me recap for you briefly what's happened. There's a man who joined a monastery, and he didn't want to live, and he just wants to work, and he can't talk at the monastery, except he can say one word a year. And then he sees this beautiful woman walking by, and he wants to tell her that she's beautiful, and then he, then he, he, loves, then, her. Then he loves her. And now he's got to tell her, he, he wants to, to tell her, will, will you marry me? No, so you didn't skip anything. Okay, well, I think a, I did. I... Anyway, okay, so that's where we're at. Ten words. Ten words total. total. Yes. This is what he wants to do now. And you got to figure, by the way, with ten years, this woman's getting a little longer in the tooth. Well, that's what I was going to ask but you. But I guess she's still pretty hot. But can I ask you this question? Yes. Did he every... <laughs> I love that you're telling it in a serious question. Three years decide he had new things to say. So, like, So my point is this. When he first... My question is this. When he yes. first said, I, I want to say I love you. Oh, that's right. And then the three years went by and the day comes and he's like, I'm ready to say, but oh, no, that's not enough. Yeah. Well, why didn't he just say I love you on that day? And then leave the monastery? No, you said he was allowed to say those three words. He wouldn't leave the At monastery. At the end of three years. Right. Well, that I mean, he. You're, in other words, you're saying, why doesn't he tell her at the end of three years that I you are you. you are beautiful? Oh, you are beautiful, and then go the next three years, and well, then she, so he says you are beautiful, and then she'd say, oh, okay, thanks, and then she leaves. Oh, is that what happens when a man tells? Well, a woman? it could. He doesn't want to take the risk. He. It's not like he started. I don't even know why I'm asking because I don't really care. <laughs> He didn't. Don't care. He did not start out on day one of saying, "Here's my plan." It's a ten-year plan, right? He, he, it just kind of happened along the way. Okay. Okay. So now, so the point is, though, he's waiting a whole ten years to do all of this. Well, as and he tur- wants to just do it in one fell swoop. Yes. Okay. Because because the thoughts would not be complete as he originally conceived I see. them. Okay, I yeah. see. He wants to say, "I, I understand." We now. say this, I'm therefore sorry, I this, therefore this. He wants it to be a complete thing. I understand. And the last four words are a question, of course. So, so here we go. We're now at the end of ten years. It has that day has finally arrived, and he steps out of the monastery yard where all the work is being done, and stands on the pathway, and can see her coming from a good distance away. This is like. The final rose on The Bachelor. 
It's very. It's, it's kind of like that. It's yeah. The most drama-filled ending ever. Yeah. She comes. Dramatic she comes ever. towards him, and she she's coming right at him, and he he puts his hands up, and she stops, and they are just face to face, and he says, "You are beautiful." I love you. Will you marry me? And she looks at him and says, "I'm sorry. What'd you say?" <laughs> That's very funny. It worked. That's a good one. She liked it. <laughs> That's very funny. That's very funny. But you know, see, and that's the best jokes when you can't see them coming. Those are the best jokes. I was afraid you were going to. But you've told me another monastery, and he could only say one word at years, which I think are funny anyway. Yeah. But I, but, but then. And of course, you know my all-time favorite joke, which is also a really long story, uh, has a very profane ending, so you, I can't tell it. I won't tell it on the podcast. But it's still my go-to joke. You know the one about the horse? Oh, I thought you were going to tell the one about the bear. No, that's a good one, too. <laughs> yeah. The horse one, I don't think I know. Yeah, well, but I'll, this would be I'll a, tell you when the mics are off. This would be good, though, for um, the Dirty Joke Challenge, which we haven't done for a while. So if yeah. that's what you're saying, is that it's is it filthy? Is it like really it's filthy? It's filthy. But it needs to be filthy. The joke doesn't work if it's not filthy. And when I tell yeah. you... You'll see why. There are some jokes just yeah. just like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, boy. Thanks well, for indulging me on that, that one. That was very funny. And what I wanted to do at oh. the get-go, and I'm going to do it right now, is we start talking about how this podcast is financed. And and it's it uh, the money is rolling in. Uh, Pouring in, in. In the way that, uh, you know... I don't know. A BB rolls in from a gun barrel. It's not a it's not a lot of buckshot, but it's some, and it's enough to to keep us doing this. And 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 we really appreciate it. I, we really do. This, you know, it's, it's embarrassing to even even subtly uh, put our hands out for these alms. I know you. But, I know you always. You were very. Not happening. So there's no requirement. We would Not love you to it. listen, and you. There's never been an obligation. It's right. just, it's just that people sometimes are bursting with love, mm-hmm. and, uh, and people don't. We can't mind, stench that love. People don't mind. I don't think um, supporting things that they um, that they like. Um, it's like you probably wouldn't spend money on a concert for, um, I don't know, carrot top. You probably wouldn't go to a comedy show that. Well, oh, I try to get comp tickets. <laughs> but you wouldn't mind spending money to go see somebody doing yeah. something that you like. So I think this is really nice. And I think the problem is coming from radio. You're right. All of our content was free, but somebody, the advertisers, were paying the bills. Sure, somebody's got to pay the bill. Mm-hmm. We're getting paid. Speaking of concerts, uh, if I told you that you could go to a concert and see Paul Simon. Uh, performing uh, live in a live concert, Paul Simon. W- would you be excited to go? No. You, I know you. Wrink- I know what you're. You're wrinkling your face. Like, like you. Actually... I don't. And I'll. Here's why. I. Oh wait, which one is he? Is he the one with the short one with the fuzzy yeah. hair? Yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> no. He's the short one with the fuzzy hair, right? Or yeah, is that Garfunkel? Simon and Garf- Garfunkel's the taller. Uh, uh, Curly haired guy. That's the singer, the better singer. But Simon, as we were talking last time about genius. He might be considered a musical genius. He wrote all the songs. I don't like his voice, and I don't want to look at him. Hmm. And I don't 
particularly. Yeah. So, and I know he we was wanted married to me Carrie Frisch, Fisher. I know, and I know Frisher. we. I know you wanted me to say, of course, so you could lead into what your story was. But I'm just being honest. No, no. My my point was that I there was a time when I would have uh, paid anything to go see Paul Simon in concert, but then I saw him as the election was ramping up. He came and sang at a like a Hillary event that I saw on TV. I was like doing like Bridge Over Troubled Waters, one of those signature oh, songs of his. Oh, I hate that song. Do you? Please don't play it. No. How about the Elvis version? When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I would rather. Sorry, uh, just to set the context for people. But oh, it makes me want to scratch my ears. Anyway, my point is that he was horrible. His yeah, voice is I gone. Well, I never, he used I never... to have a pleasant little voice, but it was so bad. And I think, no, I can't pay money to go see him. I'll, I'll just listen to recordings. And it's nothing wrong. It's, it's no knock on him. Most people, as we get older, we lose our voices. There aren't very many singers that sound as good when they're, you know, pushing 70, 80, as they did when they were whippersnappers. That's just the way it is. Right. Well, and, everything ages. Yeah. Your voice ages. So, but I just thought, yeah, I'd rather remember him differently, so I'm not good. I just would just want to forget him altogether, so. Okay. Let me thank these people, Lisa. Yeah. And then we'll and These we'll are these are podcast the con- contributors who help us keep the lights on, pay the bills, pay the website, the um uh all of that stuff that that it costs. Now, which let is me in ask the millions. It's 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 in the millions for us to produce this yeah. every month. Yeah. It comes comes out a lot of sweat equity here so what was your question uh no question you said let me ask you no ne- never mind uh so let me thank uh and there's some names here that uh, they just they just they keep on deliver giving. again and again i don't I know. know why lynn barker just uh the gold standard of nice people mm-hmm. david trubit robert thompson and bigelow love your tea peggy barnett and Esther Jean Hardman. What a wonderful name. And there were a couple more that came in Esther I wanted Jean. to think too that I didn't get on the list. Um Eduardo, his last name I believe is Caliwag. Yes, great... he's been on before. Yeah, yeah we've heard from Eduardo. him. Eduardo. And then uh Catherine Catherine Losvar, L O S V A R. So thanks you guys. Eduardo for... Caliwag, if you wouldn't mind, I want to use your name. I'm going to try to write a short story, and I'm going to make one of the characters Eduardo Caliwag. Really? It's a splendid yeah, name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And, it, and it's original. It's not going to be Bob Smith or something. Yeah. Bob, if you're listening, sorry if I offended you, but you're, you you got to do something with your name. It's <laughs> too prosaic. We've heard it before. Okay. Well, should we... Uh, Shall we put up the closed for business sign? Yeah, we could. I still have so much to talk about with you, though. I mean, I've got stuff to talk to you about that's that's happened in the news that I know is, you know. Oh, yeah, we do have a lot. Of, to, the, okay, let's talk about one thing. Okay. Wait. Uh, and then we'll, we'll table the rest of it for our so, next podcast, which we'll try to get done right away. I know I say that all the time, but uh, we, um, you know, we've been like ships in the night, but... but uh, Ultimately, the responsibility for getting these things done is on me, and I've been delinquent a, a time it's or two. It's not you. I was sick for two solid weeks this last yeah, month. But, I, so. but then I, we'll do this, what we're doing right now, and then it's up to me to go and put it together with some music and things like that. And yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't get it done. So uh, it's a new leaf I'm turning over by Cracky. Um, I want to talk to you briefly about uh, the United Airlines debacle uh where they drug the guy off the plane and then mm-hmm. you know the whole thing where they overbooked the flight mm-hmm. and then they when they couldn't raise the uh the ante enough for people mm-hmm. that they then summarily just decided well we'll just pick people right. to kick off the plane because as you know the story by now united had four employees they wanted to to take to another location because they needed mm-hmm. to put them on another plane. Mm-hmm. Of course, this particular story is over now. The guy has settled with United, whatever the figure was. A happy ending, or at least an ending to this particular story. But airlines routinely overbook people because it's anathema for an airline. And I get this, for right. them to have an empty seat. That means lost money, lost right. revenue. they got to fill every seat in the ideal. 
or they're not making money. So I get all of that. Right. But they picked the wrong guy. This poor man... Uh, and and they also picked the wrong circumstance in which this was recorded on video. Everything is recorded on video now. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I've decided I'm I I'm not gonna I'm gonna finally zip my big flapper. I'm not. Everything's recorded. It would embarrass me to have. What if that was me? Wouldn't that embarrass? Oh you? sure, yeah. I would. Oh. The reason I was staring at you is because I'm thinking of all these situations now that I'm becoming more and more aware, I actually start looking around. Right. Is there a camera here? Yep, yep sure enough, and there's one over there. it goes there. viral, and people take, people were taking the airline side and taking the doctor side, and I mean, it just, it just blows up into this big thing where it just becomes a universal talking point, and everybody's an expert and weighs in on it. Yeah. And I don't know. For me, if you're just basing everything off of a 20-second video clip, I don't think you really have the whole story. No. I really don't we think you do. We never get the whole story on anything. The, I guess the, if the good outcome on this is that uh, airlines are one of, those, um, one of those institutions that they have complete hegemony over you. They, the, you, they can make you do cartwheels and flips, and you, you can... You know, because mm-hmm. if you want to get where you're going, you got to do what they say on right. their terms. Well, and, but you and don't, it's, don't it's you not, think? Not like jumping in your own car and going right. someplace. And they should. I mean, you know, they have their contract of carriage states that they um, have the right to deny you um, a, a seat. And we, it's just like that, just like when you download software updates and you click the I accept rules. Do you really read all of them? No, nobody does. Yeah. And of course, South Park did a hilarious spin on what that really meant. That was a episode that aired probably five or six, seven years ago. Um, and, and Cartman or whoever it was is saying, I never read that stuff. Do you guys read that stuff? You're supposed to read it. But what I understood was that it was, you, you can be bumped from a flight that's well within what you've signed up, what your agreement with the airline is when you buy a ticket. <clears throat> but what I understood it to be was not for, um, it had to be for another passenger, not not a, an employee. You couldn't be bumped for an employee. That's where the, a lot of this, oh. yeah, I did a little bit of research on that. But didn't they but also, I thought that was interesting. Didn't United also have the purview to, uh, basically, if you've ever been in this situation, and, and I think if you travel enough, you have, where they say, hey, we've, we've overbooked this flight. We want to, if there's anybody who would voluntarily mm-hmm. uh, be willing to take another flight, we'll... we'll happened we'll... to me the day before uh, this whole debacle happened. They were up to 800 bucks. This was Alaska Airlines. They were up to 800 bucks, And I thought about it. I didn't need to get home right away. Um but when I found out that I'd have to stay in a hotel and I wouldn't get home till the next day, then that was a deal breaker because I wouldn't have anybody to watch my dogs. Yeah, so, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but they figure that in a in a flight where you know it could be three hundred people on board, there's going to be some people that'll take the deal. Sure, it, it usually works that it way. No, have, I've never heard it get above eight hundred bucks. Have you? No, but I guess they they could go as high as thirteen hundred bucks. They can go as high as they want because True. didn't you hear Delta's new thing was well we're, we've authorized our um, airline employees to offer up to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I guess they could. Which is just that wasn't that that I have to tell you. But was, they would lose money. That was a brilliant that. marketing plan, don't you think? Yeah, of course. They're like, oh, we're going to totally capitalize on this. United's so people business, are like gambling. I think I read immediately afterwards that United's business fell off 8%, which doesn't sound very much like but much, but that's millions, millions of dollars. And yeah. their stocks, yeah. billions. Yeah, and just the PR Nightmare. sock in the nose. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah, they didn't handle it well. Everybody Regardless knows- of, of whether they were in the right, they and they were in the right to ask somebody to leave, and that, that's that's the contract you signed. The manner. It's always the manner. It's never really whether somebody has done something um, against the rules or illegally or whatever. It's just there's a way to handle things. And now that everything is being videotaped, these corporations and CEOs have a whole – they have a lot to really think about now. And I don't know if you saw the story recently about the United um, uh, American – or 
was it American? Yeah, American Airlines steward that uh-huh. said to a guy, go ahead, hit me. Go ahead, hit me. They got in a big argument over a baby stroller or something. And the steward says this. What are they called? Not stewards. Uh, flight attendant. Flight attendant. Yeah, male yeah. flight attendant said to this other guy, go ahead, hit me. Well, he got terminated for that because somebody had it on video. CEOs of companies, especially public service companies, they have a they have a big problem. They did not have 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, because everybody can now prove, and, and you're right, social media fuels that fire, boy. It just pours gasoline right on it. Yeah. And then you've got a huge PR nightmare. And how yeah. many millions of dollars does that take you to clean up? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's time to wrap this podcast up. And if you don't like it, hit me. I'm gonna go ahead and hit me. I'll hit you. Go ahead. Oh, not in the face. Is my lip getting fat? Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, each one she passes goes ah. Sol de Ipanema, o seu avançado é mais que um poema. É a coisa mais linda que eu já vi passar. But I watch her so sadly. I smile, but she doesn't see Because of amor I mean, she just doesn't see Nem olha pra mim She doesn't see me Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. (laughs) Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.